0: I'm ready and I'm i children i hear you again
1: Shalom, 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 evening people of God, I believe you are all doing well, God bless you, glory, glory, glory to Jesus, hallelujah, my God, my God, it's good to be back again, glory to Jesus, hallelujah, shalom everybody i've missed all of you seriously oh my god glory be to god mama 20 said long time yes indeed long time my wife is here lady esmail god bless you woman of god god bless you mrs blank said my daughter god bless you Jackie tgs god bless you Sweet Tina, Sweet Tina, God bless you. Baida Boatima, God bless you. Oman, God bless you. Akosia Ediki, God bless you. Winifred, God bless you. Sami, God bless you. Alberta, God bless you. Getty, God bless you. My son, the Eagle Son, God bless you. God bless you. Adam Fopar, God bless you. Unibella, God bless you. In fact, God bless everybody. Mrs. Faustina Ababedu, God bless you. So, mommy, how are you? Macarius, God bless you. Unhelpful Nanaya, God bless you. Gloria Kufo, God bless you. Annette, God bless you. Ivy, God bless you. God bless everybody. Oh, glory to Jesus. You wanna tap the share button right now and invite all your friends and loved ones invite them invite all your friends and loved ones tell them that the lord god almighty has called us to his mountain once again and he is about to feed us even with the word of the lord invite all your friends invite all your friends invite your mother invite your father call everybody to join this army of the lord glory to jesus glory to jesus god bless everybody that is present here this evening god bless you god bless you god bless all of you God bless you, Danny Keys, God bless you, my son, Dake Prince, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, my son, George Kojo Imprim, God bless you, God bless everybody, hallelujah, <clears throat> all right, all right, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, we are here to study and to learn, thank you, Father. Thank you father, thank you father, we give you praise and the glory, all right, mighty God we give you all the praise and the glory for this wonderful evening that you have made, we honor you for such an awesome time like this in your presence. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you shine forth your light even upon us this evening. Let our eyes be enlightened, O Lord. Open the eyes of our understanding that we will believe and even come to the place of understanding of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that your mercies will be abundant in our lives. We ask, mighty God, if there is anything that the enemy is holding on, even in our lives, causing us to experience the negative forces in destiny. Eternal one, by your lifted arm of victory, break that evil cycle of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask in Jesus' mighty name, that you stretch forth the wrong, even of judgment, against every wicked personality, assigned from the pit of hell against our destinies, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We believe that your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power that it will impart your listeners and even your audience and cause your destinies even to be life according to your original purpose in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus if there is anybody living in here because of a wrong understanding and interpretation of a scripture almighty oh God let your light shine forth bring your people into the place even of thorough understanding in your word in the name of the Lord Jesus have mercy on us the word of God says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understand living unto the simple. We have come before thee as simple ones ready to understand even the kingdom secrets. Help us mighty God for we are helpless without your mighty hand. Come to our aid and let your will be done in Jesus' precious mighty name amen hallelujah my god my god my god my god glory to jesus glory to jesus i want to welcome everybody to this evening's session of the prophetic training i believe that god has set this evening as a platform even to see a move of his spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that whatever the Lord has prepared for your life, even to receive this evening, nothing will stop you from receiving it. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may the Lord open our eyes and cause us even to understand his word to the fullest in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Alright, people of God, yesterday you were actually on the first step into the Word of God when an emergency popped up and I had to go and settle things. That's why the session went off and we couldn't meet again. Kindly forgive me. And um, we are here this evening to complete that which we couldn't finish yesterday and I know that the Lord is with us and he will surely fulfill his will in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. So yesterday I asked the question, I posed the question on the platform and the question was, what is salvation? What is salvation? What is your understanding about the word salvation? And a lot of people give their ideas and um, the little understanding that they have concerning salvation. I believe you can all hear me. Can you all hear me, please?
0: The sent from heaven.
1: Can you all hear me, please? All right, great, great. Good. somebody said being saved from sin and its effect all right somebody said that is salvation okay somebody also said please how can i be connected to you i usually miss your programs oh most of the times i make the announcements at the end of the um the meeting so mostly if you are not able to wait till the meeting ends you will not know During the days of the week, as in the weekdays, Monday to Friday, we meet 12 noon GMT. So if you are in Ghana, 12 noon, 12 in the afternoon to 2 pm, then in the evening, 7 pm to 9 pm, then in the night, 12 am to 2 am. So please keep on notice of the time so that you can join us in any of these moments. All right god bless you okay so a lot of people gave understanding about what um salvation is somebody says salvation is a process of receiving eternal life i think i like this definition but i want to ask another question from this um, definition what do you mean by it is a process to It is a process of receiving eternal life. Does that mean that when you are saved, you have not yet received eternal life since it is a process? Did you you hear me? Uh, so, I'm asking a question from your answer, and I want you to help me. Vanegi said, salvation is a process of receiving eternal life. So, according to his definition, salvation is a process. You get it? It is a process. So, it means it is something that continues to a specific point. And he said the specific point or the destination of That process is called eternal life. So, salvation, according to his definition, salvation has become like a pathway that you walk on till you receive eternal life. And I'm asking him, does that mean that if you are saved, you don't have eternal life? That is the question. You can also share your um, idea about what salvation is. And I, I remember yesterday, a lot of people said that salvation is believing in the Lord Jesus, making Him your, your Savior. A lot of people said that, I want us to learn and understand some few things as believers of Christ. You know, there are a whole lot of misunderstandings and um Deception, going on even in the body of Christ And we really need to understand a lot of things From the very breath of God So that we will have the fullness of that word God has prepared for us on this earth Okay Okay, the Kepra said "No, really, you have to work on your salvation with fear and trembling Otherwise you can lose it okay that is what Sofitu is saying i want to know what is brandages here if you answer my question from your answer then we can move forward. because there's a reason why i said i like your your definition for salvation ansela said i think you have to work upon it that is why it is a process Mm. The Bible says that he that comes upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Does it mean that if I say in the name of Jesus I am saved? And what kind of salvation is that? So what does it mean? What does it mean that he that comes upon if he who comes upon the name of the Lord? Can somebody help me? I want to know what does it mean to call upon the name of the Lord. Because I was told that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Do so I want to know what that salvation is. Okay, let me ask another, this is the last question I'm going to ask. Are you saved? If you're a believer here, and I know everybody is a believer, this is the question I'm asking you. Are you saved? Let me know, okay, somebody said yes. Somebody said yes, I am. Okay, I see. How did you get saved? How did you get saved? If you say you are saved, how did you get saved? I want to know. Okay, I'm still waiting for the answer. How did you get saved? Okay, somebody said, By accepting Jesus as my Savior and Lord, Somebody said, I have removed myself from the things of ungodly, uh, I, I, I get it. it. It is getting hot. I, I love some of the answers that are coming. And most of your answers are bringing a lot of questions. Okay. My son, praised said, I had to renounce my wrong ways and wholeheartedly accept Christ into my life. Okay. That is how you got saved. Okay. Mrs. Anita Christ said, by accepting Christ as my personal savior. Okay, so you are saved by accepting Christ as your personal Savior. Hmm. I love what my is saying. He said, if there is an accident and you shouted in the name of Jesus, at that instance, miracle can happen. And that is a form of salvation. But that is not entirely an eternal salvation from hell. So, are you trying to see that there are dimensions in salvation? Akosia ADK said, I have wholeheartedly accepted Christ into my life. Okay, now, let me just say this. If you got saved by receiving the Lord Jesus, accepting Him, then how are you going to get unsaved? Or how are you going to lose that salvation? I want to know if the way you got saved was through accepting the Lord Jesus, how are you going to get unsaved? Somebody said by enjoying the things of the world, that is wrong. That is very wrong look at the way you, you answer that question you got saved through accepting the Lord Jesus exactly so if you decide that from today I, would, I don't accept Jesus anymore you denounce Christ that is the only way you are going to lose that salvation according to your answer are you getting what I'm saying? okay let me ask another question right now that you know how you got saved and how you can lose your salvation let me ask another beautiful question what does it mean to be saved? what does it so I just accepted the Lord Jesus Christ that as my Lord and personal Savior what did he save me from? what did he save me from? and if he saved me from that That means that thing cannot capture me into any kind of slavery again. What did he save me from? And what does it mean that a man will say, I am I am saved? He saved you from sin, but Christians, don't Christians also sin? We the Christians that we are saying Jesus saved us from sin, don't we sin? okay so then what's the purpose or the essence of that salvation if you are claiming that he saved you from sin and you are still sinning are you really saved i love this Listen to me carefully, people of God. Can you all hear me, please? Listen to me, child. I want you to put less reason, okay? Less reason together. You said Jesus came to save you from sin. I don't want to take it far. I would have asked you what is sin. I would have gone deep so that you really understand why Jesus came. Because many of us don't really know and we don't have any understanding about the reason why Jesus came and our salvation. We just don't know anything. It's true. We don't know anything it is it, in fact pastors don't know they just read it and they are saying it and we are also reading it and we are saying it we don't know what it means we just don't know and that is why because we are lacking that knowledge the enemy is using that against us I told you that salvation is a whole package. It is a whole package, there are a lot of things in salvation. Until you know what man lost, you would not know why salvation is important to man. Until you know what you lost, you would not know the reason why God is bringing salvation as a gift to you, you will not know. I don't want to go into all this. I will pause and just give you a short, um, maybe, overview or an understanding, uh, just a short one. That is not all that there is when it comes to salvation, but I'm just trying to let you know. Mark Oman gave a certain reference. He said, "When you are about to get an accident." And you shout oh jesus save me and immediately the car is able to break for you all to you know be saved from that accident it means you have been saved so that one too is another form of salvation what if so when you actually see can you all hear me please So when you actually see the word salvation written in the Bible, what proves that it is this type of salvation God is talking about or it is this type? Because having an eternal home to rest when you get out of your physical body through what we call death is part of salvation but that is not all about salvation because salvation does not only apply when you exit the earth that is the reason why you accepting the lord jesus you you still call yourself that you are saved but you are not in heaven yet so if you think dying and going to heaven is salvation then nobody is saved because nobody is dead and nobody here has gone to heaven so if you think you can be saved whilst you are on earth then there is something salvation has to do with your life on this earth and you need to know that there is something that salvation also has to do with your life after you you have fulfilled your destiny and you have exited the corners of the earth into eternity there is what salvation also has to do for you over there and there is what salvation also has to do i don't know if you're all getting what i'm saying That is why, when you actually look into the scriptures very well, there are two Greek words for salvation. The first one is called Sozo, S-O-Z-O. And the second one is called Soteria. I won't explain that. And when you even go to the Old Testament, most of the times i remember the other time i was i gave a certain scripture to us when isaiah was saying that he has become my salvation the lord is my strength isaiah said he has become my salvation can you all hear me good and that word salvation that isaiah was talking about is the word yeshua and we all know yeshua that is our lord jesus so salvation can also be it's also a personality so what at all is salvation what at all is salvation it comprises of a whole lot of things are you following me all right i'm not teaching on salvation this time, but i'm just trying to everything we are going to talk about here hinges on, on salvation yes and i want to i want the lord to pass through me to be a blessing to all of us including myself because i'm also learning amen and i believe that the lord will help us all right let us base on the definition that one gave he said salvation is a process of receiving eternal life now let's read something from the book of john chapter 3 verse 16. we will see john 3 16. john chapter 3 verse 16. the word of god said for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him, won't perish, but will have eternal life. This is what this version says, but the King James says that for God so loved the world well that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life but have eternal life so when are we supposed to receive eternal life that's the question when 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 will a man receive eternal life if you get to know that moment when a man is supposed to receive eternal life it will help you with the things i'm going to talk about this evening somebody said after death is that true we sumalakatiyas <laughs> <Woo. laughs> Okay, somebody said, from the day man accepts Christ. Okay, somebody also said, we have no business with death. Someone also said, when we believe in Christ. Okay, so do you know that you have believed in Christ? Do you know? Do you know that one? So the question is, do you have eternal life? have eternal life now that's beautiful i don't want to ask what is eternal life it will deviate me from what i want to talk about basically but i want us to look at a particular scripture so that we will know when eternal life was supposed to be received by men because from the day that jesus was sent by god listen to what Jesus said. This is Nicodemus that has come to Jesus and he came at night because Nicodemus was one of the Pharisees. He was one of the Pharisees. God bless you rich. And the Pharisees were actually people that were against the message of Christ because they were so focused on the laws that God gave to the Israelites through Moses. And put this at the back of your mind. We don't have only 10 laws that God gave, no. The 10 writings that God gave to Moses, even to deliver to the children of Israel, were written on two tablets of stones. They were known as the Ten Commandments. But there were other things that God told them, especially, let me give you an example. God, I believe you can all hear me. Good. God said something. He said during the time of atonement when the year is about to end every person in israel should gather their family and every family is supposed to bring one lamb and we all know a lamb bring the lamb and when you bring the lamb we are going to the priest is going to slaughter the lamb and the blood of the lamb we will present it to god now listen when god was telling the israelites that he said that lamb you are supposed to bring the lamb must be a firstborn lamb also it must be a male also it must not have any blemish and God even gave, if you bring any lamb that has any blemish, there will be a punishment on you and your family. These were known as ceremonial laws. You should not bring any lamb that is a female. Is that one not a law? What is it different from thou shall not kill? Are you following? Thou shalt bring a lamb that is without any blemish. That is a law. So when you combine all the laws that God gave to the children of Israel, including the Ten Commandments, there were 613 laws. 613. We are not going there. And until you are able to follow all the laws at once you are not called to be righteous so during those moments a righteous man was the one that had fulfilled all these laws and the word of god said if you break even one of the laws you are broken all (laughs) wow Not to take things so far i'm trying to just bring understanding to us here on something let's read something from the book of mark chapter 10. mark chapter 10 but for your information the main reason why jesus came was to give us eternal life And that eternal life is the life of God that we lost. The life of God that we lost. That Jesus has come to bring it back to us. That is the reason why he came. And I told you that before you receive that life, your sins must first be forgiven. That does not mean that the reason why he came was for your forgiveness of sins. No it must be part of the equation so that the purpose will be fulfilled and i gave an analogy with this one that your main purpose for buying a land is to build a house but when you bought the land the land was full of weed so you have to weed everything clear the land it was so bushy you have to clear everything so the clearing of the land and making it neat for your building is the forgiveness but the building you put on that land is the eternal life that is the main purpose for the land so the main purpose for your life and for jesus coming into your life is for you to receive eternal life but before the eternal life can be given to you your sins must be forgiven but before your sins must be forgiven repentance must happen So you repent and when you repent your sins are forgiven and the moment your sins are forgiven you receive eternal life. This eternal life you are going to receive it is also known to God as the kingdom life. The kingdom life. It is the very life of God. How God lives. How God himself lives how he speaks on authority and things work how he commands things to change and they change how God lives with that great authority but this eternal life that you have received you received it in the form of a seed through the Holy Spirit and understand that the purpose that is why the fact that you have cleared the land does not mean that you, you erect the building on it just straight forward. Immediately the building will come and stand on No, you have to stand, start from the foundation. You have to get you know, to the lentil stage. That is how eternal life works. And the Bible said this is eternal life. That they will know the only true God. Are you following? But the question is, when was eternal life supposed to be received by men? Because the moment Jesus came to the earth, nobody had eternal life. And because eternal life is also a package, it is actually the whole package of salvation. The whole package of salvation is called eternal life. And it has so many branches and dimensions. It has a dimension in the earth realm and a dimension after you exit your body through the process of death. Because nobody had eternal life when, until Jesus came, everybody that died before the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ could not enter into a realm of rest in the heavens. Because eternal life that should have had another realm for them to rest was not received. So Jesus came to the earth to bring eternal life to people. That we will live the very life of God on the earth. Now let me open your your eyes this evening I'm going to ask some heavy heavy questions and we will take things very deep now let's read the book of Mark chapter 10 Mark chapter 10 verse 28 to 30 Mark chapter 10 verse 28 to 30 I want a certain um, version that will be very easy for everybody to understand. And listen to it carefully. Watch the scripture very well. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything from it. Look at it as it is. Mark chapter 10 verse 28 to 30. Somebody should post it here for us good now listen to what the bible says peter said to jesus look we have left everything and followed you jesus said i assure you jesus said i assure you that anyone who has left house brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or farms because of me and because of the good news will receive 100 times as much now in this life. Listen to what he said. In this life, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and farms, and in the coming age, eternal life. (laughs) And in the coming age, eternal life. And in the coming age, eternal life. Are you getting something here? So, that is what Jesus said. Jesus said that you, Peter, and your friends, you have left everything. You have you left your wives, your children, everything. And you have followed me. Peter said, that Jesus said, don't worry. All these things that you have left, you are going to receive them in hundredfolds in this life now. And in the coming age, when you check other verses, in this age, you will receive them. And in the coming age, you will receive eternal life. The question is, what is the coming age? And what was this age? Are you following? Are you getting? That is where I want our focus. Because according to what Jesus said, Eternal life was supposed to be received in the coming age. Or did you not get that? Are you all with me? Can you all hear me? Is it clear now? Can you all hear? good so according to this scripture when did jesus say that eternal life will be received if you look at the scripture critically according to this scripture Jesus said, let me read from the ISV so that you get it, he said, Jesus said, I tell all of you with certainty, there is no one who has left his home, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or fields because of me and the gospel, who will not receive the hundred times as much here in this world, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecution, as well as eternal life, in the age to come now the question is what is the age to come looking at this scripture it means that according to this scripture it sounds like nobody had eternal life until that age okay is that not what the scripture is is saying I want everybody to follow me so if eternal life is going to be received in that coming age then what is that coming age what is the what is that age that is to come and if you have studied scripture you will always realize that the bible says things about in this age and in the age to come in this age and in the age to come having to having to read those kind of um, words in scripture in this age and in the ages to come. In this age and in the age to come. What was, the, what was Jesus talking about? What is this age and what is the age to come? If you don't understand this age and the age to come, my dear, everything you know about the coming of the Lord Jesus and me going to heaven, everything is wrong. <laughs> oh thank you jesus <laughs> if you don't know because you are here you don't know you don't know this age and the age to come you don't know it all oh now let's read something from matthew chapter 24 And listen to something that Peter and the people asked Jesus. Matthew chapter 24. Follow me. We are trying to understand what this age is and the age to come is. Let's get understanding. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 downwards. The bible talks about this age and the age to come that means that if that age will come then that this age would have to move away for the coming age to come is that not so because until this age moves away the coming age is not coming are you following Good. Now, let's read what the word of God said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 down. The Bible said, now, while Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will these things happen? That means Jesus had told them certain things in Matthew 23. And we'll take time to look at that. But I want us to know something here. And these were the questions they asked. When will these things happen? First question second what will be the sign of your coming what will be the sign of your coming third and the end of the age are you getting something here the question is which age did we not just um, read a certain scripture right now that told us that eternal life is going to be received in the coming age. Now the disciples came to Jesus and they asked him that, Lord, you said many things will happen in Israel, and even the beautiful temple that Solomon built that our eyes can see. He said, You said one stone will not even be left on another, they will all be broken. Hey, Lord, we spent 49 years building this temple for god and you are telling us that it will be destroyed what are you saying but when would these things that you have said happen when would these things happen then they asked another question they said what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age now these three questions actually move together are you following good if you forget these days there is nothing about eschatology you will know don't come and worry me again take your time and listen if anybody asks another question concerning this after i've taught this i will enter your dreams and ship you Listen carefully. Don't let that your younger sister brother shift your attention. Listen to me. Now, Jesus. If you read the book of Matthew twenty three, the Bible said that Jesus came out of the temple. And as he was looking at the temple, he was just shaking his head. And the disciples said, what? And he began to say things. Because at that moment, the Pharisees had actually come to the place of making the temple, even though God, I remember the word of God said in the book of John chapter 2, Jesus one time looked at the temple and said, This temple that you see, a time will come. I am going to break it and build it in three days. And they were like, what are you talking about? We used 49 years to build this temple. How can you break it and build it in three days? And the Bible said they did not know that he was talking about the temple of his body. So what Jesus was actually trying to say was that this physical temple had fulfilled its assignment. I will break it and now build another one that was not made with human hands. And that is the new temple that is going to be there. And that one is called the body of Christ. He was talking about his body. And what is the body of Christ to our little knowledge? It is called the church. That is why he said, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail against it are you all with me so jesus said he was going to break down the temple and build it in three days and they were they were like what can you break down something we use 49 years to build and build it in three days and the Bible said they did not know that he was talking about the temple of his body. The temple of the body of Christ, it is called the church. And we are the church. So he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Can you all hear me, please? So, are you following good so what jesus was actually trying to say is that this physical temple has fulfilled its assignment it is now the moment that god will fulfill the original one and i'll take time you know to take us through the assignment that this temple fulfilled so if that temple has fulfilled its assignment in fact the main agenda of God was that he will be Emmanuel he will come and dwell with us but according to the principles of God in the book of first Corinthians chapter 15 the word of God says that the natural first and the spiritual second so there must be a natural temple that will be a sign that God is dwelling with his people then later the natural will be taken away and the spiritual one will take charge. So the physical temple which was fulfilling the natural purpose manifested its place. So it was time even for the spiritual side to also manifest. But the people of Israel, especially the Pharisees, When Jesus came, they did not have the understanding. Their eyes were not enlightened to know that the spiritual has now come. So the natural must be done away with. They still kept on following the rules, the regulations to keep the physical temple. Meanwhile, the temple that was not made with human hands, called the body of Christ, has yet arrived. So Jesus said, are you following me? Can you all hear me please? Good. So all that Jesus was trying to say is that the natural first and the spiritual second, that is the principle of God. So anything that God wants to do, the natural will manifest and be a symbol of it before the original one which is the spiritual manifestation will also take place that is why even jesus he appeared so many times in the old testament but not as jesus he appeared as melchizedek he appeared as the rock that moses was supposed to stretch forth a rod over that he struck it with that rod he appeared as the burning bush he appeared several times in, in the old testament But he did not appear as the Lord Jesus because that was the original manifestation of the Spirit. Because the natural first and the spiritual second. So when the spiritual appeared, the people were so used to the natural that they did not understand the spiritual. And they began to fight the spiritual manifestation of God's purpose. Are you following then jesus said this temple that you are giving all yourself to it i am the salvation when anybody believes in me the person does not need a lamb to go to the high priest i am the high priest myself i am the lamb of god i was sacrificed and i will be sacrificed on the cross for your sins once you believe in me you are saved, you don't need to get a lamb every year, and so the moment you believe in Jesus, all those ceremonies that you were supposed to engage in has become nonsense, it has lost its effect. We call it passing away, it has passed away, it has become outmoded. Oh, baby, okay? You do name can you all see it now good now this is the background understanding that you need before you can get the all these things that the bible is talking about good now that is the reason why Jesus said a lot that this temple will be destroyed, this temple will be destroyed. And the moment he said that, in Matthew chapter 24, the Bible said he left the temple. And when he left the temple, the disciples followed him and they went to the Mount Olives. Jesus sat on the mountain, the disciples came to him and they kept on asking questions. They said, Lord. When will all these things? Let's read Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse one downwards. Matthew twenty-four, verse one, verse one downwards. good he said now jesus left the temple and was going away his disciples came to point out to him the temple buildings. he responded do you see all these things i assure you that no stone will be left on another everything will be demolished now the question is why will the, the whole temple be demolished why i've given a background understanding on that why will the temple be demolished? We are studying. Why will it be demolished? Hey, I just gave an overview of the whole thing right now and still. I think I need to get my cane and belt ready. Why will the temple be demolished? Hey! Okay, let us close. Then answer me, why will it be demolished? It is because the new and the spiritual one actually has come. Are you getting it? Because what do we do in the temple? You take a lamb and they kill the lamb and use the blood for your remission of saints. And it is the high priest that will do that. Now, Jesus has come. He is your high priest. He is also the lamb that will be sacrificed. And his blood will will cleanse and take away all your sins. So all you need to do is to believe in Jesus. And you will not go through all those temple worship. So once you believe in the Lord Jesus, all those temple things will be done away with. So at first, God was accepting sacrifices from that temple. But the very moment Jesus died on the cross... All those temple worship and all the sacrifices were no more going to God. It was a waste because God was not receiving people that believe in the Lord Jesus. Because the main reason why Jesus came was not just for your sins to be forgiven. It is only the Lord Jesus that can give you the Holy Ghost. Inside the Holy Ghost is the eternal life. The temple cannot give you eternal life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you keep on with the temple thing, the only, the best thing that can ever happen to you is that your sins will be covered. Not even taken away, it will be covered for one year. So, as the year is going to an end, it will be uncovered. You need to cover it again with another lamb. And even all these coverings, God accepts the covering based on the high priest's covering. So, if the high priest is, is full of fault and he's not accepted by God, everybody is doomed that whole year. But our Lord Jesus Christ, the priest, the same as the lamb, he sacrificed himself. So he was the first person that entered into what we call a living sacrifice. He sacrificed himself because it is a priest that sacrifices a lamb. Jesus was the priest. At the same time, he was a lamb. So he sacrificed himself. And after that, eternal life was set to be released into our hands. I'm about to ask some few questions. So right now that the original plan of God has surfaced, the one that people were used to has become outmoded. It must pass away. And that is the reason why the temple will be demolished. Now, the moment Jesus said that the temple will be demolished, the disciples went forward to ask another question because they knew that, no, if this temple is going to be demolished, then something is about to happen. They went straight to Jesus again and they asked him, the Bible says, while Jesus Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things take place? Which things are they asking? The destruction and the demolition of the temple. I wish you could see what the temple was in that time. And I think in the year 2018, they actually... um." did a certain in the year 2016 they actually did an estimation of the whole temple how it would cost in the normal times in dollars and people of god for your information, it was around 112 million dollars. 2016. 112 million dollars worth of a temple built with gold, everything. And you want to destroy it. They knew that the kind of destruction that will happen is not going to be a simple one. Because that temple that is standing there. (laughs) So they went to Jesus and said, hey, when would these things be? Tell us. And what would be the sign of your coming? Because they knew that the destruction of the temple also is also known as the coming of the Lord. Don't forget, write it down. The coming of the Lord is the same. As the destruction and the demolition of the temple don't forget it <laughs> and also they also said in the end of the age the destruction of and the demolition of the temple was going to be the end of that temple age so that a new age where the body of christ which was not made by human hands who emerge. Are you following? And it is in that age that we receive eternal life. Are you not getting something? <laughs> Some of you are getting the thing. Iko Aduma <laughs> Azia. Alright, let me take my time. Now, they asked him, so the destruction of the temple, when will it be? And Jesus said, they asked another question, what will be the sign of your coming? That means, now listen, anytime the word of God talks about the coming of the Lord, there are dimensions in the coming of God, in the coming of the Lord, sorry. When God is about to judge a particular nation, especially when the Israelites are worshipping idols and God wants to judge them, he will speak to his prophets that I, the Lord, will come upon the nation of Israel in a gloomy way and the earth will be this, the sky will be dark. You see those kind of apocalyptic words. It is a sign of judgment. It means judgment is coming upon that particular people so that is one of the meaning of the coming of the Lord it means judgment if you get this you'll understand the Bible in so many ways and I'm going to show you something that is very very awesome now when they asked Jesus when these things were going to happen they knew that it is going to be the coming of the Lord because he was going to come to judge wait well, didn't you hear that Jesus said this temple I will demolish it and I will build it in 3 days so he the said he will Lord. be the one that will come and demolish it that means he will come and bring judgment the Holy Ghost sent from relax Don't don't quickly conclude uh, take your time and follow gradually <laughs> you understand a lot of things oh, that, that is why anybody that tells you that Jesus is coming on, Jesus is coming, and, you are, and you are afraid you are lost you don't know you don't know where God has called you to be in fact you, you lack knowledge and it is lack of knowledge that will cause the people of God not somebody else God's own people to perish you are God's people but you are perishing because you lack knowledge Some of us, we came to listen to certain things that are, you see, it's okay. Anytime I'm talking about eschatology, I get angry in the spirit because of the kind of dust they have thrown on our eyes. Now remember, when God began to open my eyes on these things, way back in the year 2014, I cried like a baby. i was so I was like ah, so these things were in scripture and why are they not telling us if you don't study your prayer hey, one far bible you say okay, um, and you and not keep it i'm telling you including pastors some of them you're two women in bible school and they have come to do the same thing to us i'm telling you the Bible colleges they went to and they don't take time to study. Some things are in scripture. Your boss you start thinking differently about what you have heard. Now let me take you into another dimension. Now, when they asked this, they knew that the destruction and the demolition of the temple also means God is about to judge. And the judgment of God means that God is coming. Are you getting it? And it is, And the moment that God will come, They said, signs must come before the coming of the Lord. So you have to see a sign. And the the sign will tell you that, hey, we are in a moment where the Lord is coming. And the moment where those signs will come are known as last days. Last days. Last days. And the very day the Lord will come and judge is called the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. So, they asked him. They asked Jesus. The disciples, oh, when will be, what will be the sign of your coming? And when will... they knew it, because they understood that this temple, 112 million, the whole Israel, were entering to have fellowship. So how, how, how big will it be? Then they knew that, no, the destruction of this one will be a great, a great judgment, a great one. And if God is going to destroy this temple, how is God going to do it? They knew it is going to be a great judgment. And if care is not taken, if they decide, because at that moment the disciples had believed in the Lord Jesus, and as they were working with him, they were not practicing those kind of let the family bring lamb and let us sacrifice. No, they did not do that because they were working with Jesus. And in the times of old, if your family doesn't bring that, it means you have gone against the laws of God. You will be penalized. That moment you will be killed. So the the same Israelites people were running after others to kill them because they were walking with Jesus. That is why Jesus became a threat. The Pharisees wanted to kill him. Because he's taken a lot of people out of the Judaism faith. And what even made them angry was that he said he is God. Ah, you are what? Who do you? You, God. You, Joseph some that, that time we saw you at the carpentry shop. You were trying to hammer something and the thing hit your hand. And you were saying, I just, you are what? God, something must be wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Carnality blinded their eyes. That the very temple they are actually worshipping in, the personality of that temple was with them and they did not know. That is what the Bible said, he came to his own, but his own did not receive him. He came to bring forth the manifestation of the spirit dimension, but because of tradition, they were so used to And that is why many of us here, because of what our, our pastors have taught us, we find it very difficult to learn new things. Very difficult to learn new things. But, a hey, man of God, are you saying? So, are you telling me that all these archbishops, all these bishops, what they are saying, are you telling me that they are wrong? Listen to me, child of God. Do you know the Pharisees? They were, they were scribes, they were strong in the law. They knew from head to toe. They could recite everything. But when Jesus appeared, they did not see. So, Jesus got angry at a time. And he said, ah, how come you can look into the sky and you tell them, ah, within 20 minutes it will rain and it rains. Why didn't you look into the stars to know that the Son of Man has appeared and is going to be the fulfillment of the law and even the manifestation of the new dimension of life? Why didn't you see that? So when the disciples, they knew that the coming of the Lord means God is about to judge. And that judgment means that the destruction of the temple has come. And it also means that once the destruction of the, the temple is a whole age, once it is destroyed, that age has come to an end. And a new age is about to be started. And it is in that new age that eternal life will be received, according to Mark chapter 10, verse 30. So Jesus wanted to give eternal life. But the old age was trying to prevent him. So that old dimension must be destroyed so that the new age will come for eternal life to be received. Because until the temple is destroyed, the Holy Ghost cannot come. Are you following? Good. Now let's listen to The answer that Jesus gave to them. Jesus said, So they asked him, When will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? That means when you are about to judge, you must show us a sign so that we will also run away from this place. So that when the destruction comes, we will not be destroyed among the people. Because even though we are Israelites, but we have understood what God has called you to do and we are following you. You can't destroy us and all those that are resisting the new dimension of life you are giving to us so please show us a sign so that when we see the sign we will run away and i told you that the sign will appear in the moment called the last days and jesus began to give them the signs and listen to what he said the bible said jesus answered them see to it that no one deceives you Verse five. because many will come in my name and say i am the messiah and they will deceive many people Verse 6, you hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to me that you, are, you aren't alarmed. Alarm. These days must take place. But the end hasn't come yet. The end of what? The end of what? I want somebody to say it. Hmm.
0: The, gift
1: of the end of what? You see, it? Anytime, many people are reading exactly the end of the old age. In that moment, that time when Jesus was with the disciples, it was called this age because they were already in that age. Many people read this scripture thinking of the whole world that the whole world is going to end. I beg you, read the Bible very well. Because of that, Christians are not planning. No people don't want to buy lamps to build houses they don't want to do things because hey jesus can come at any time when the whole world will end those things are apocalyptic words that means judgment judgment oh jesus I wish I could get time for us to go through scriptures one by one to know in the book of Isaiah and in the book of Ezekiel. Anytime the Israelites sin against God and God wants to bring judgment on them, he will let the prophet prophesy and tell them, I am coming upon you. And on that day, I will darken the moon. The moon will be like blood. These days, they are apocalyptic words of judgment. It does not mean the moon will turn to blood. It will never happen. So you are here thinking that this earth we are standing will fold like something, and you'll we'll be hang. <laughs> hey. Oh, may God have mercy on us. I don't know who brought all those things into our minds, and we don't want to study. Take it. You I'm just beginning with you. Huh? So let's follow and steady things so what jesus was giving them said nations will rise against nations and all those things will happen as he continued to say this he says something i want to let all of us understand i want to know i want us to understand something that jesus said and i really love it let me let me check from the king james version so that we all will will know oh may god have mercy on us okay getting you a certain scripture so that it is in the same book of matthew 24 thank you holy ghost thank you holy ghost good now as jesus was talking to them about when all those the signs so all those things that he was he was saying concerning nations will rise against nations some people will come in my name saying they are the messiah these were the signs that he, he was giving to them you remember that they asked him of the sign of his coming good so when you see that some people have come and saying hey, we are jesus we are jesus know that it is one sign that means oh, the lord is coming then, he said, kingdoms rise against kingdoms. When you hear of these things, know that the Lord is coming. Don't quickly say that is the end. That is why he said. He said, these things will happen, but don't be alarmed because the end is not yet. You are in the last days, but not the last day, not the very day of the Lord. Then he said something. He began to say all those things. Then he, look at what he said in verse 34. Somebody should post the invested that one crowd summarizes everything matthew twenty four verse thirty four listen to what jesus said after he mentioned all those signs that will happen before his coming he said something he said assuredly I say to you this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place <laughs> look can you can you just So what was it? Let me give you another meaning of it. All these things will take place in this generation. This is what Jesus said. And I love the way he said, assuredly, (laughs) my goodness, that means that kingdoms have risen against kingdoms. Nations have risen against nations. Because those things happened oh my God. (laughs) Is somebody listening to me? Let me tell you something that he said another time Matthew chapter 16 Hmm? Matthew chapter 16 Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 27 and twenty eight he's talking about his coming all these ones he's talking about his coming and listen to what Jesus said in verse 27 and 28 of Matthew 20, Matthew 16 Matthew chapter 16 verse 27 and 28. look listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, "For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his father with his angels." and he will reward each according to his works which coming is he talking about here is it the coming that the disciples were looking for a sign do you know that anytime god is about to judge the word of god talks about he coming with his angels Coming in the glory of his Father, he is about to judge. Now, listen to what I'm about to say. Listen to this. Somebody said the final coming. What, is, what does it mean? What does it mean the final coming? I'm going to prove to you from that same scripture. Listen to, it. listen, listen to what the Word of God. He said, "For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works." Verse 28. Verily, I say unto you. Let me read He As shortly I say to you, there are some of you standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. <laughs> hey! So when Jesus was talking to the people, he told them that some of you standing here, you will not die until you see the Son of Man come. Now the question is, those people that Jesus talked about, that they will not die until they see that the Lord has come, Where are they? Where are they? Oh, I'm asking a question. (laughs) Oh my God. Where are they? He said there are some of you standing here. That means he was having a conversation with the people. He said there are some of you standing here right now. You will not die until the Son of Man comes. So if the people are dead, then it means the Son of Man has already come. If they are dead and the Son of Man has not come, it means Jesus was lying. Are, are, Are you getting it? (laughs) I like the way some things are moving in your mind. So Jesus, what are you trying to say? I'm not the one trying to say it. It is scripture that is telling us. Now listen to me carefully. There are so many dimensions of the coming of the Lord. In fact, almost all the coming of the Lord that looks like it is fearsome was actually linked to a judgment that God was going to execute. He has done that. Now, the coming that Jesus will come again is not for anybody, but for those that are waiting for him. The word of God said it. In the book of Hebrews, let me give you that scripture so that we all will understand. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 Hebrews the Bible says so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation give me another version so that people will understand it very well (laughs) oh my God Let me read it from the ESV. Okay, let me read it from this one before the ESV said. In the same way, Christ was also offered once to take on himself the sins of many people, he will appear a second time, not to take away sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. See, so he is coming to save. Those who are eagerly with that is the other kind, the second appearing of the Lord. I love Isv he says that so the Messiah was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to bring salvation to those who are. So, which people are Jesus coming for? Which people? Those that are eagerly waiting for him, and what is he coming to do to them? He's bringing salvation to them now. What is that salvation that he's bringing to them? Because if you are waiting for Jesus, it means you have already been saved, don't you know that? You can't be an unsaved person when you are waiting for Jesus. No, no. So, if you are saved and you are waiting for this, and he's bringing another salvation to you, what other salvation is he bringing? It is known as the salvation of our bodies. The salvation of our bodies. And what is the salvation of our bodies? Oh, my God. Let's do something from the book of Romans, chapter eight, verse twenty three. Romans eight, verse twenty three. Romans eight verse twenty three. Exactly, the Bible says, and it's not only the creation; we ourselves, who have the spirit, as the first crop of the harvest, also grown inside, inside. As we wait to be adopted and for our bodies to be set free, mm. is this not hitting your spirit? So we are waiting, and in our wait, we are groaning. We are groaning that our bodies will be set free. The setting free of our bodies is called the salvation of our bodies. What does that mean? That is when your glorious body is delivered to you. Because as we are are talking about right now, this body is subjected to the enemy. You can fornicate today and you will have access to every dimension of your life. And because he is controlling the systems around your body, temptations can come before, so our bodies are always subject to the evil one but god is about to save this body he's about to bring the glorious body which we lost it is called the salvation in fact that is what many people call rapture and it is not go running away from the air it means god is going to change you We are going to be changed. So the coming, the second time that Jesus will appear, it is actually for we who are waiting for him to be changed into our glorious bodies. Simple. So when you hear that Jesus is coming the second time, rejoice because your body is going to be set free. Oh, Jesus people of God. This actually is the whole foundation of eschatology. This is the whole foundation of eschatology. I'm going to take my time. We are going to go through the whole book of Revelation. We are going to study all those things and you will gain deeper understanding of God's word. Nobody will use the coming of the Lord to, to be fear. Like what? Like what? In fact, of oh Jesus Christ. Let me show you how the coming will be. The second time coming. Hmm. The only coming of the Lord that is fearsome, actually, is the one that is coming to judge and I want you to know this, in fact, you let me put that one in the fridge, <laughs> before some of you will start saying, what are you trying to say, <laughs> may God help us, please keep these scriptures, anybody that will try to scare you, sit the person down, and open scriptures for the person to understand. Now, look at something. Jesus said that he did not... You see, what is the difference? Have you heard of law and grace before? Have you heard of law and grace? The Bible says that for sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. These are the names of the two ages. This age and the age to come. So the first age was the age of the law and that dealt with the temple and all those things around it so the destruction of the temple brought forth what we call the fulfillment of the entire law now jesus says something he said he did not come to destroy the law but he came to fulfill it he has come and do you know what it means to fulfill something it means that you have come to let it happen so if some, a man of God prophesies to you that you, you get money on the floor, $200, and the next day you got $200 on the floor, it means the prophecy has been fulfilled. And do you remember I told you that the old age was to pass away for the new age to be established? Do you know? Good. The old age to the Israelites was called heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. So the temple that was there was God on the earth. So the temple was actually heaven standing on the earth. So the destruction of the temple actually meant that the heavens and the earth would be destroyed. That is why the Bible said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. Now, let me give you one scripture before we end this evening's meeting. Along <laughs> the way, some of you are getting certain things now. Jesus said, In the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Verse 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Jesus said, Don't even begin to think that I have come to do away with the law and the prophets. I haven't come to do away with them, but to fulfill them. All that every prophecy is waiting for is fulfillment. So once it is fulfilled, that is why I made a statement that the reason why the temple was going to be demolished was that Jesus had appeared. He was the fulfillment of everything and also the beginning of another age. But when the fulfillment came, they were still in the act. And that is why it had to be destroyed so that the foundation for the new age will be set. So Jesus said me, I did not come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it And he said, I say to you very seriously that as long as heaven and earth exist And what was he talking about? As long as this temple is existing He said, neither the smallest letter nor even the smallest stroke of a pen will be erased from the law until everything there becomes a reality Oh my God. And I'm going to take my time to take you through this verse of scripture very well by opening other scriptures to you for you to understand. Do you know when you enter the temple and you go to the most holy place, there is what we call the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant, you could open it there was a lid. When you open, when you take the lid, inside the Ark of the Covenant, there were three things. The first one was a bowl of manna. When the manna fell, God asked some of the priests to take some of the manna, put it in a bowl, and put it inside the Ark of the Covenant. Second, God gave Aaron a rod. And one time he said, Aaron, put this rod down. Sleep. When you wake up, the next thing that will happen, let me know the next time when aaron woke up he saw that the rope that was cut from a tree had budded and flowers had come actually on it meanwhile it was not on any earth for rain and all those kind of things to take place so aaron's role that budded and that bowl of manna and also the to- the 12 tablets, the ten, the two tablets of stones having the twelve the ten commandments written on them. These three things were found in the Ark of the Covenant. And God willing, tomorrow I'm going to take my time to explain why the rod was there. Um specifically the bad dead rod of Aaron while the bowl of manna was there, and while the why the Ten commandments were also found in there. And why God had to destroy the whole temple, including the Ark of the Covenant and everything in them. Because the new dimension had come. May God bless us. So people of God, I want you to know finally, Jesus has come and he will come again. That he came to judge. This time, he is coming for those that are waiting for him to give us our glorious body. That is what we are waiting for. It is because of this that we eat the holy communion. It is because of this that we groan when we are praying in tongues. We are not just praying to get anointing for ministry. We are groaning that the body of glory that we lost will come back upon us. Paul said, I wish that I would not die. I wanted to wait and groan so that that body will come upon me whilst I am alive. But let me go and be with the Lord also. Be- over there too, I can get my glorious body. People of God, this is the reason why Jesus would descend with a shout, with the voice of the Archangel, with the the trumpet of God, and those that are dead in Christ will rise first. And we also, we shall join with them, even in the clouds, we shall be changed. And at that moment, People of God, the word of God said that children of God, now are we the sons of God. But it has not yet become what God has set ahead of us to be. But the very day that Jesus appears, we shall be like him. Because we will look like the way he has appeared. We are waiting for his appearing. And it is because his appearing is where our glorious body is going to be received. When he appears, we shall be like him. We shall also appear and be like the Lord Jesus. That is what we are waiting for. We are not thinking of hell. We are Thinking of the glory, the dimensions of glory when men begin to walk like the Lord, when we can appear at many places at the same time. We are waiting for our bodies to be saved, even from the works of sinfulness. We are waiting for our bodies to be saved. Listen, for all have sinned and they are falling short of the glory. That glory that we fell short of, eh, Jesus is bringing it back. That is why we are groaning. We want that glory. We want that glory. When we groan, God, let that glory come back. And that is why our groaning is called maranatha Lord, come. Lord, come. Because we know his coming is when our glory will be revealed. May the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of Jesus. We shall meet this night for priesthood time. Don't forget to join us at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. I'm going to upload the message. You can go through. And get the foundations of everything. We continue God willing to know. Shalom. Ta-da.